I V M. At the stroke of the midnight hour, when the world sleeps, India will awake to life and freedom. So said Nehru on 15th August 1947. Except that A.K. Gopalan woke up to being detained by the Indian state under the Prevention Detention Law. But the whole point of our constitution was precisely that Indian citizens would now have fundamental rights of life, liberty, movement, and expression. Hello and welcome. My name is Priya Mirza, and this podcast is the longest constitution. And we are looking at the Privy Purse case as part of the brief history of the fundamental right to property, our first case of sedition, and the famous case of A. K. Gopalan. But first, the Privy Purse. Now, these were the allowances granted to the Indian princes, and was something that the Congress and practically everybody else just did not like. Right from Nehru. the idea that a democratic government should be supporting a largely feudal and aristocratic dying order who didn't do too much when the rest of india was taking part in the freedom struggle and were instead holidaying in the south of france was just not cool but sardar patel refused to rat on them in his careful negotiations with each of them which amounted to the unification of india meant that patel stood up for their rights writing to an irritable nehru who questioned the privy purse patel said the total expenditure on privy purses running to about 2 or 3 crores is comparatively an insignificant price to pay for the consolidation and unity of india which we have achieved these are commitments which have been consecrated by the signature of the head of state on behalf of the people of india It's our moral duty to ensure that these commitments are fully honored both now and in future. So said Patel in 1949. Now these commitments were interlaced into the constitution whereby the state recognized the Indian princes, assured them of their gaddi and their personal rights. And all of these were now going to be taken away by the Indira Gandhi government. On 18th May 1970 Chavan the home minister took leave of motion to pass the 24th amendment in the Lok Sabha which would delete from the constitution provisions for the privy purse even though this was challenged by PK Dev of the Swatantra party the bill was passed but it still had to face the Rajya Sabha our next story today is set in 1949 where at the Bhagalpur Adivasi Mahasabha in the Santal Parghana Adivasi leaders make a few speeches such as the government wants to suppress and oppress us it is a matter of shame for the bihar government the government does not want to see us developing in business this clearly shows zulumanas the government has promulgated the bihar maintenance of public order act on us with a view to suppress us we should not believe the bihar government and devi soren and others were charged with sedition now a couple of things here the first that sedition under section 124a of the ipc was so far still in the statutes but the first amendment qualified that restrictions on the fundamental right to speech can be restricted on grounds of threats to the security of the state so the question was does inflammatory speech truly undermine the security of the state 
and that's what was up to the Patna High Court to determine. Also, what's the difference between disaffection against the state, which is sedition, and disapprobation, which is just disapproval or expressing how one feels? Now, what was happening to A.K. Gopalan, who was in jail when the constitution was drafted and enacted and was detained under Section 3 of the PDA Act? Which was that if the government was satisfied that a person's actions were prejudicial to the security of the maintenance of public order, such a person could be detained. And it was on those fragile grounds that a remarkable man, who later was a member of parliament five times, was detained. But for entirely selfish reasons, I appreciate him for setting up the Indian coffee house. Yeah, I'm a very shallow person and a commitment to coffee is all that I need as a mark of a noble soul. But on a serious note, Gopal's detention was a serious question about how serious was the Indian government in upholding the fundamental rights guaranteed to Indian citizens. And this was one of the first cases about India's fundamental rights in independent India. Gopalan moved the court using the habeas corpus writ under Article 32. And as Gopalan's lawyer, M.K. Nambiar, pointed out, the three fundamental rights in contravention with his detention were Article 19, which guarantees freedom of movement, Article 21, which assures one of the right to life and liberty, and Article 22, Part 4, which requires a demonstration of sufficient reason for detention for more than three months. And this was left for the Supreme Court of India to decide. So as we wrap things up, in the Rajya Sabha, when the 24th Amendment Bill was presented, Indira Gandhi added that privy purses were not property and that no compensation would be paid. She said, It is not I who was showing the new light to the people. It is the people who are showing the new light to us. But to quote Granville Austin, whatever the source of the light, it failed. I love this part in Austin's account. In the Rajya Sabha on 3rd December 1970, the government's proposal to abolish the privy purse was defeated, 149 to 75. Even Congress members were uncomfortable with this proposition and at least one opted to go to the bathroom when the time to vote came. In A.K. Gopalan versus the State of Madras 1950, a majority of the Supreme Court, that's 4 to 1, upheld the detention of Gopalan. The majority held perversely, that the rights conferred by Article 19 could be enjoyed only so long as the citizen was free and had the liberty of his or her person. The Supreme Court also noted that the right to move freely throughout the territory of India is very different from the right to life under Article 21. And this judgment cast a long, dark shadow on our fundamental rights. In his minority judgment, though, Justice Fazal Ali disagreed. Meanwhile, in the sedition case against the Adivasi leaders, in Devi Soren v. State 1950, the court held that Section 124 was justified as a reasonable restriction on free speech in the interests of public order. As long as the words were either intended to or had a tendency to disrupt public order, they were seditious. Finally, following the defeat of the Privy Purse Abolishment Bill, in what is called the Midnight Hour, because no satisfactory published account of this exists, on 5th September 1970, the Indira Gandhi government 
proceeded to carry out a completely unconstitutional act under the parliamentary business transaction rules the home ministry prepared a note quickly prepared by the ministry of law which was signed hurriedly by the home secretary and that afternoon the cabinet cleared the derecognition of the indian princess but it still required the assent of the president vv giri but the president was in hyderabad no problem an officer was dispatched on an air force plane with the note with instructions to telegraph or telephone the president's decision vv giri signed the note in hyderabad and the deed was done more of this in the next episode so today's takeaways are the ak gopalan case demonstrated the supreme court's unwillingness to uphold the fundamental rights above the security of the state the patna high court in 1950 upheld the constitutionality of sedition in a matter which was clearly just an inflammatory speech and lastly the privy purse case saw desperate and unconstitutional attempts of the government to deny the constitutional assurances to the indian princess if you have questions or comments please send them in via email that's the longest constitution at gmail.com you can also rate my podcast at spotify and drop a review at apple podcasts and can also reach out to me on twitter where i am at fundamentally p or on instagram the longest constitution until next time this is me priya mirza signing out